Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type, like, yeah. I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of right. grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. I'm holding on to this self-care with every ounce of me. <laughs> Join us as we journey through sharing together. A lot of these conversations are pretty private, and these women are courageous and vulnerable and transparent, and that alone shows us that we're not alone in our struggle. This week's guest is Erica Lane. She is a phenomenal fine art and wedding photographer. She's also a mother and a wife. Erica had some trials and tribulations that she's faced within her marriage. I know a couple people who have gone through separations, and it's hard to talk about. It's hard to revisit. And I think what's really unique about Erica's case is that her separation led to a reconnection. The fact that Erica's willing to speak openly and candidly about the separation, how she found herself, how she found her self-care, and also the reconnection and what that's looking like these days. It's pretty transformative and amazing. This is Erica's story. So I am here with one of my good friends, Erica. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> it's nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. It's good to have you in the studio. What I really admire about you is your ability to be creative, be a mother of two, be a wife, <laughs> have your own fine art photography business, just kick ass all the way around. And you've had kind of an interesting year, two years, your journey to and through self-love, your journey through your career, like from being a teacher mm -hmm. to doing what you love full time. And we've had some fun projects together and you shot my wedding and oh you're my gosh, it just amazing. awesome, right? <laughs> Thank you. It wouldn't have been Thank with you for letting the me. photos, girl. Everyone is like still talking about the photos. Oh. Um, and also I wanted to get a little personal and talk about your marriage and how you've navigated that with having two children, going through a separation, circling back and working things out and like how you and your husband are coming together and navigating things differently this time around. So I know about you already, <laughs> but tell us a little bit about 
you and your background as far as your career goes. Let's start there and then we'll work through the other stuff. I um I always knew that I wanted to be an artist mm-hmm. from a little girl. So like I was in art camps, found out there was art college, went to art college. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't exactly know what type, but I the opportunity opened up uh, for me to teach. Mm-hmm. And so for seven years, I was a high school art teacher, uh, graphic design, photography, uh, darkroom and digital. Awesome. And it was it was amazing. And that opportunity was right for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did begin to feel the itch. I, I still wanted to be doing the craft myself. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wasn't finding the time to do it myself teaching full time. Mm-hmm. So um, it just so happens that the sign up for my particular classes, they were opening up some some more performing arts classes, which mm-hmm. took students away from visual arts. Okay. And I went from five classes to four classes one year. And they asked me, they were like, oh, we can make you full time. Yeah. And I said, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, I took the opportunity then to get my website together or... Just meet people, tell them uh, you kind of have to own being something. So like, Mm. okay, I'm a photographer now Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and a teacher Mm -hmm, at the time. mm -hmm. How was that? (laughs) Like being like, I am this. Mm -hmm. It feels weird when you first say it because you you don't think that you're that yet. Mm. Um, Like you don't have like the right to be like, I'm this. Exactly. Because I'm not a professional yet. Yeah. Yeah. I've totally felt that. It was weird. Like even after my first two books. Mm-hmm. It was weird for me to be like, I'm an author and not just a writer, you know, like no girl, like you're I'm an author, you are published, you publish books. Exactly. Like, but I feel that it's all it's weird. Like you don't want to come across as anything, but you're not coming across as anything because yeah. everybody else is naming themselves. Exactly. You know? So I, I love and they said and that. they're doing much less than you. Yeah. That too. Or they've done much less. And that so that confidence. Like yeah. that confidence. Yeah. Okay. Well like I I did this job, I made money off of it. So I am a I am a photographer now. Yeah. yeah. Um but that whole process of course took a while. Like, yeah. shot a couple jobs for free, shot my first wedding for like three hundred dollars. It was wow. ridiculous. <laughs> um Wow. But how many weddings do you have under your belt now? Can oh you, my gosh, all together. <laughs> can you count can you give like an estimate? So I've been, oh golly, I've been doing this professionally for four years now, and I would say ballpark a hundred. I ballpark, yeah. I I don't like to overload myself, yeah. Um, so that might seem low to some people. It might seem high. I think just, I think that it's great that you honor what you feel like you can do. It's just me, yeah, and it's just you too. So okay, so I'm gonna let you finish oh, yeah. talking about. The trend, but it's just you too, which is mm-hmm. so awesome that it's literally just you, and you get these beautiful images, and you're like, "How was she here and there, oh and, and there and there <laughs> at the same well, time?" Truthfully, it's not just me. So now, sometimes you have a back shooter, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's that always takes a little bit of the pressure off me, but yeah. I do like smaller engagements as well. So yeah. that those are still just me, and and I have time, and I can do what I need to do, and yeah let loose yeah. <laughs> jump up and down yeah. when I get the shot oh my gosh we've had those moments <laughs> yeah so I transitioned um from teaching the next year I went down to three classes and that's really that's almost like a, 
you hardly get benefits oh, wow. as a teacher. So is that considered part? Was that considered it's, part time or like? It's part time, but I still got maybe um, a, a certain percentage of benefits. Okay. I I saw those as signs, the sign up as signs to mm. like push me into doing what I really feel that I need to be doing. Yeah. And also financially, it made sense in my mind on that third year mm-hmm. because as a part time teacher, you don't get paid much at all. As a full-time teacher, you don't get paid too much. So when I was able to match my side hustle salary, my photography salary with what I was making as a part-time teacher, I was like, okay, I'm done. It's, it's now or never, like there's never going to be a right exact moment. Right. And it's scary and there's dry seasons and Fly or fail. Yeah. That's how it is. My mother's actually an amazing part of this story because we had paid her to watch my both my children mm-hmm. until they went to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second child, she saved that money and and still has it. So it was it was a it was a pretty good amount. I wasn't paying her what I would be paying an actual daycare, right. but she was actually better to me than an of actual course. daycare. Mamas are always best, definitely. But she offered that pot of money as like a cushion if we needed it because she believed wow so strongly in me following my heart and doing what it is I wanted to do she had a government job for 25 years that she hated Mm -hmm. she sat in a cubicle and yeah I mean she did what she had to do but right 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 so that I think pushed her to believe in me and she'd always been supportive all of my life Mm -hmm. of the arts and Mm -hmm. and what could be done with it I think she was maybe scared out of her mind, like I'd be a starving artist someday. (laughs) Right. I think that, so my mom felt that same way. I think that she doesn't feel that way anymore. But Mm -hmm. in the beginning, like, I feel like when you're an entrepreneur in the the beginning, everyone is like, you need benefits. You need a constant, you know, this or a constant that. And like, don't overexert yourself or you can't eat off what you're doing, basically. Exactly. And I think my mom finally got to the point that I was going to do it. Regardless. regardless so either you're going to be like supportive of me and really be supportive of me mm-hmm. or you're not and it's it's a blessing when you have people who come around and like okay I will support you and my parents have played a huge role in me being able to be where I want to be in my career because definitely babysitters <laughs> exactly yeah we both have kids right we, we both, both have yeah. kids like you know just if Charlie ever needs anything and I can't come through right away or if I have to travel, like my parents are always there. And I feel like you need that when you're an entrepreneur, like having that support system, Mm -hmm. whether you're a a parent or not, is Mm -hmm. so just important. (laughs) So did she give you all that pot of money or Uh, no, it's probably still still in the account. She holds on to her (laughs) chips. (laughs) (laughs) She's resourceful too. So, so when you decided, okay, enough is enough. Like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, did you just wake up one day cause, and be like, oh, I can do this. I'm going to do it. Or did you kind of have a plan? It was eating away at me, like getting up for teaching. My teaching job mm. was harder and harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we had just become we had been we were friends while you were still maybe, teaching. I think so. I think you were on your tail end, <laughs> though. I think you're on your tail end. Yeah. And I was I was, I was married. Yeah. So I had to make sure my spouse was on board too. Right. Um, so how was that? That I I know he was hesitant probably for the same reasons anybody would be hesitant. Right. Um 
you know, we, we were able to do things with the house that we had wanted. We were able right. to go out to eat. We right. were able to do all these things that we were used to. And it's not like we were living in the lap of luxury. Right. But you were just comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And entrepreneurship isn't always comfortable. No. <laughs> I, I understand his hesitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's, I think that's when... I, I had gone to my mom and told her, look, you know, Carlos is not so comfortable. I, yeah. I, I think I understand, but this is really inside of me to do this. Yeah. I, I believe that's when she said, well, would it make him feel comfortable if, you know, you guys had access to this pot if you needed it? Wow. I, I always, I never wanted to touch the pot if I didn't have to. Like, right. I wanted in my mind for that money not to exist to, at all. Right. And honestly, right. I don't. I don't even know how much it was. Right. Um, maybe a few thousand, maybe a couple. Th- I don't right, know. Right, right. But even still, you in wanted my mind, it to be like I invisible to... money. Like Exactly. No, I'm not touching it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and fortunately, we didn't have to. Do you remember taking on your first client as a full-time photographer? Like, well, you're a, you're a wedding photographer. So do you mm-hmm. remember taking on your first couple you know, like, is that clear for you still? Oh, golly. <laughs> Not really, but the feeling that I felt when I was able to say, like, oh, I'm a full-time photographer. Yeah. That is, that's very vivid. Yeah. And it felt very good because I didn't, I didn't have to guess around for words. Or mm. I didn't have to justify anything. I was just what you were I'm a photographer yeah (laughs) that's awesome how did your entrepreneurship affect your marriage um I felt an underlying support that this man wants the best for me he wants my dreams to come true I did interpret some of his actions or questions or hesitations as not being supportive at the time Mm -hmm. Just this is just looking back because right. I didn't I don't remember feeling that at the right, time. Right, right. But he was actually in in his mind he was so supportive and and his own job situation became very troublesome right. to him. So we even had the idea, okay, well your your job is not not a good situation. It's not healthy for you. Right. So let's try to work together. And he, he also saw me struggling with the back end of my business, like yeah. organization. I'm a crazy artist brain thinker. <laughs> right. I don't I don't do spreadsheets and yeah. all that yeah, <laughs> money and uh, uh Yeah. Yeah. So he decided to join we both decided together that he would join Erica Lane Photography and we entered the situation hopeful. Yeah. We both did. We wrote out each person's responsibilities in a notebook. I remember this vividly. Yeah. And, and oh my gosh, this is like the dream. A husband and wife photography team. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can make this work. Let's do this. And then over time, like, we both, we both began to struggle. I was still having my back-end business organization um, Ish- issues <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Um, he would help where he could. And he would, like, gather information for taxes. He had this skill that he had used in his previous job that right, he said that he, bring he, said he was going to bring it to the table. Yeah. And I think he also struggled. Of course, he's not here to speak right. for himself. But 
he's a creative person too. He really wants to be a part of the creative process yeah, as well. And absolutely. I, I feel like that's where like lines got blurred as to what we were supposed to be accomplishing. Right. And and I know So I know, do you think sorry um, to cut you off, but do yeah. you think that being married played a part in working together because oh my gosh <laughs> I feel like it's so hard to navigate like I'm such a I'm, I don't like conflict at all yeah uh but when I when I'm shooting a wedding physically I get in work mode right. and right and you're no longer my husband like you're there as a second shooter he was my second shooter mm-hmm which I saw as a great opportunity for him to be creative. Mm-hmm. But then maybe we can go back home and, and you can do the back-end business stuff and I can edit and we can Just try work. to get this done. done Tag team. Yeah. yeah. So it, it didn't work out as smoothly as we you thought. thought. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that a huge part of our miscommunications came from lack of skill in communicating yeah. in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I, looking back... I don't I don't think we addressed our feelings appropriately and I don't think that we knew how to and had the tools to and I don't think we even saw our marriage going down the drain. Mm. Like it just it was happening and we were both trying to avoid it from conflict. Yeah, yeah, avoid yeah. it from happening. We yeah. were, I remember like we would have discussions late into the night like how do we we feel that something's wrong? How do we fix this Mm -hmm. but we didn't know how right yeah I felt that he wasn't holding up his end of the bargain when working in the business he felt that he was doing all these things that he had left his job to help me Mm. so there was a lot of like stuff resentment I I don't know disappointment stuff just just kind of worked on both of our parts both and just just kind of worked up yeah well first let me just say (laughs) being able to work with your husband full time is admirable because <laughs> I would probably kill Ryan. <laughs> I would, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people said that. Like, wow, you can work with your husband or are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Or, it's so tricky yeah. because so many times like you see in or you you see or you read that it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You and I have had this conversation too. Like there were issues before he started working with you, mm-hmm. right? So do you think that, I mean, all marriages have issues, but do you feel like the issues that you guys had before he started working kind of brought everything to the surface? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they were exacerbated by the fact that we were together 24-7. There were still household responsibilities and kids, and, kids mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and everything. And even though we had family support, there was just a lot of blank spaces where we weren't saying what we really needed were feeling or, or needed or yeah. we didn't maybe we didn't feel safe with each other mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. uh, because we didn't we didn't want to hurt the other's feelings like it it I believe we honestly grew distant out of love of some type like yeah. I don't want to hurt you but yeah. that's how normal I mean that's how we think as humans sometimes, sometimes. like let me just shut up so I don't make this worse <laughs> And, and then, then we, and then when we do come, yeah, when yeah. it do, when it does come out of our mouth, yeah. it doesn't sound right, or or it sounds it's, like minuscule or silly yeah. or something. But or I think I can get really passive aggressive, yeah, and it's just something that I'm working on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I recently started wearing a new bra by Third Love, and I absolutely adore it. Did you know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good fit? I didn't. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I found the Fit Finder quiz really helpful when I was picking out my Third Love bra. I didn't know I was wearing the wrong size for so long. I think what's really awesome about this is that over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually a pretty fun experience. I answered a few simple questions, and I found my perfect fit in about 60 seconds. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, which is more sizes than most other brands, including their signature half cup sizes. Not only that, but Third Love is convenient. You can skip the trip to the mall, Find your fit with their online fit finder, order, try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. What really sold me on Third Love was the 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. What's not to love? Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering Hey Girl listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash heygirl to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heygirl for 15% off today. So there was a point in time where things got really bad for you and your husband Mm -hmm. and you guys separated. I want to talk about that and how you were able to hold it together still as a businesswoman, as a mom of two. And for that period, a single mom, Mm -hmm. he was a single dad at that time. You were a single Mm -hmm. mom, like not having your spouse in the same house helping you do the mundane things like get, like getting a baby ready <laughs> mm-hmm. or taking out the trash or getting one kid off to school mm-hmm. and you know what I mean so how did I want to talk about that and then I want to talk about like your journey like through self-love during that time of not being together how did you navigate the separation initially as a business owner as a mother mm-hmm. The separation was devastating. Like, I remember, like, some mornings I would drop the kids off at school Mm -hmm. and then go to my dad's house and, like, crawl in the bed because I couldn't make my body do what I knew that it needed to do. It needed to go home and work on the business. But it took me about a month, I believe, Mm -hmm. to get operational and... Mm. I mean, time is relative. Each person needs their own amount right. of time. Right. I remember 
you know, my mind, of course, didn't know that, like, I had these things to do, but my mind was also telling me and my heart was telling me you're allowed to feel, to feel these things and you're allowed to curl up in the bed. Like, this is this is a life-changing event. Yeah. And I remember also just needing to talk to somebody mm-hmm. or needing company or... Just not feeling like you were alone. Alone, yeah. When I had my miscarriage last year, um, snapping out of it was tricky. It was so Mm -hmm. tricky. And it's still tricky, but it's not as fresh, right? Yeah. And we're moving on and we're trying again for a baby or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was tricky and I didn't want to do shit. And I had a kid, a husband to still take care of. His mom was dying. Yep. You know, Charlie still had to get to school and I still had to be mom. I still had to do homework. I still had to cook dinner. And I, inside I was like, I'm dying. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I would just be just freaking out. And, um, I needed those freak outs and I needed, I needed that time to crawl up on the couch. I would drop Charlie Mm -hmm. off at school. Ryan would go to work. I would drop Charlie off and I would go home and get in the bed and I would sleep all day. Yes. And then I'd wake up and be like, oh, it's 3.50. I have to go get her. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that, that day went by. And then I started feeling like, I think I snapped out of it. And this might be similar for you. Uh I think I snapped out of it when I, when my days were just flying by and I wasn't getting anything done. And I was like, okay, well, I have to ship orders. I have to write this book. It was in the exactly. middle of writing my third book. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. life goes on. A lot of, I remember a lot of my clients were so understanding. Mm, um, that's I w- beautiful. I wouldn't tell them like the whole story, of right. course, but I just, I remember reaching out to some of them and, and saying, and and it took it took a lot of me to do this because yeah. I don't I don't ask for help a lot. I still hold myself accountable for what I'm not doing. Mm. But I, but I did realize, look, I I'm not going to be able to give you this at this time. You know, there's grave life changes going on. Mm. I I appreciate your patience so so much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm still feeling the residual effects of not having worked that that month. Mm-hmm still just put you behind exactly how did you feel about i'm really glad you mentioned that you reached out to your clients Mm -hmm. or customers and said hey look like i'm a human i am a human (laughs) i'm going through it yes how hard was that for you and and were you scared of rejection were you like they're gonna they're gonna want their money back or that they're gonna be mad or or whatever like how did you move through that uh, one of the thoughts I remember having, and and I shared a little bit on Instagram, mm-hmm. my thoughts of like, who would want a wedding photographer whose marriage was failing? Wow. That's like, deep. Yeah. Like I, I was proud of the fact that I was married and I could be sensitive to these little moments of mm-hmm. like, of a person's hand on a, on a back or on the small of a back or... Mm-hmm a grandmother holding a grandchild at a, at a wedding. Like, I can notice those things and I feel those things. And I thought that me and my failing marriage would be at a deficiency, but, but I came to learn that I became even more sensitive to mm. those little moments because mm. I 
missed them. Wow. Yeah. And and they were even more blaring. Yeah. Um, I do remember the first wedding that I shot after my separation, and I was a wreck. <laughs> I was a wreck. Like they they knew generally what was going on in my life, and mm-hmm. they were completely understanding and trusting of yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. My second shooter was actually going through something similar Mm -hmm. so she and I connected on that level that's good to have that support oh a lot of feels oh my god (laughs) Um, watching someone else do their vows and you're like wondering if you still believe in marriage or Mm. not Mm. it was confusing yeah like a very confusing time yeah I still believe in vows by the way (laughs) good that's really honest and I appreciate that because I don't I feel like when people think of entrepreneurship they simply think of like the fruits and not the labor you know and like not not the changes and the shifts that we go through Mm -hmm. and not like that we are people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have this business but we're still people and Mm -hmm. we're still going through life with you um on that note I would I want to talk about how the separation made you feel complete like when you had those moments to yourself you and I have talked about this too um like just getting into the swing of being by yourself and then you're you're working things out with your partner and then like trying to to still get into the swing of things by yourself but with someone else if that makes sense so how did you how how did you navigate that like finding yourself like being down Mm -hmm. finding love in yourself in your alone time deciding to reconcile with your partner Mm-hmm. And then still keeping the finding self and finding love aspect in the same in the mix in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an ongoing <laughs> process. Anybody who has gone through any type of self love, anything. Right. It's there's there's no destination Ever evolving. <laughs> <laughs> I remember major shifts and and most of this work happened in my journaling by myself. When yes, I was forced, self care, yes, snap, yes, yes. snap. I, w- I never, I never really, I, I picked up a journal here and there, like mm-hmm. when my child was born. Yeah, but I always put it down and like never, never revisited. Yeah. yeah, so I stuck with the journal this time because it was just me and it. Mm-hmm. I praised Carlos up and down for wanting fifty percent custody of the kids the whole time. He never wavered on that, mm-hmm. and that fifty percent custody allowed me 50 percent of like my own time oh my gosh (laughs) you know at first you're like oh but I'm but I can't control how much veggies they eat or Or what they're doing what they're they're doing oh my gosh what are they yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but I mean I knew they would be fine like this is the man that had been a part of their lives this whole time right and how was that like relinquishing that control because I've never had that like it's always been me and Charlie and her dad gets her when he can every other weekend Mm -hmm. she loves him she he loves her he's a he's a good father to her but just timing wise like it's always been Charlie lives with me and she goes to visit him so I've never had like 50 percent like a a week on a week off like some some of my girlfriends who are not with their child's father have has that Mm -hmm. so how was that for you too I know you'll you'll probably mix in the self-love thing but I wanted to make sure I asked that question like you getting all this self-care time like without the kids Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. finding yourself through the heartbreak Mm -hmm. 
And what did you do with that time? I didn't know what to do with it at first. <laughs> like I said, I was like in the bed half the time right. at first. Right. But then like you slowly, you get yourself out of the bed, you right. get your cup of coffee. Right. Sit down at the computer, whatever you whatever you have to do. Without mommy. Exactly. Can and I have some milk? Can I have some juice? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So I worked until like three in the morning sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or I remember just having to, to get up and make myself something to eat. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have to really think about that before. I mean, there were times, yes, I had to feed myself because right. I was home alone. Right, but right. But like putting yourself up, first in that some, aspect. Yeah. 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 And, and it's only for me. Like it's always been me and the kids or me and the kids and Carlos. Right. Like it, Not it, just for you. For me. Yeah. Like I need nourishment. And so, I want to eat what I want to eat. And I don't want to share. Yeah. Like, that's kind of I like, don't have to share. <laughs> when I have my self-care days, and I work from home mm-hmm. 99% of the time, so I try to pencil myself in, mm-hmm. and I will make something just for me. Won't save any for Ryan. <laughs> Hashtag selfish. Not sorry. Won't save anything for Charlie. Yeah. And I'll just make a plate for me. Yeah. And enjoy it because mm-hmm. I, I get like you in my work mode and I, it'll be three o'clock and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm starving. I'm starving. I haven't <laughs> eaten. And like having just that time and not feeling guilty about it mm-hmm. was something I had to learn, too. Like I'm allowed to make me something and not make my husband something right now. Like they'll get dinner, mm-hmm. you know, but right mm-hmm. now, like I don't have to make a plethora of food. They're not here. Exactly. So just learning that. So that's a. am glad that you said that because that's difficult. <laughs> Self-care is not easy. No. I'm super humble normally and yeah. almost to the point of like, am I am I worth this or that mm. in a way? Yeah, yeah. And and so you do have to have a self-confidence and a self-awareness that that you're going to move through life and you're worth this and that mm-hmm. and this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you decided to reconcile with your husband you guys are in that process now so Mm -hmm. how are you navigating self-love and self-care while trying to nurture something that had once been broken I'm holding on to this self-care and Mm self-awareness and confidence that I gained through the separation Mm -hmm. with every ounce ounce of me <laughs> yeah i'm i'm so death deathly afraid of losing it wow um not not anybody else's fault right. really right but down to like if i if i sense that someone's talking to me in a way that makes me feel devalued or or that i'm not being heard mm-hmm. then i'm sensitive to that now yeah or i've i've had to tell myself over and over again that you know, my feelings are valid. Yeah. And I need to say it's my responsibility to say something about it. Right. Or else nothing like nobody's going to know anything. Right. And it's just going to get swept under the rug. I'm, I'm deathly afraid of things being swept under, under the, the rug, rug now. Yeah. Because, yeah. because I tried to be careful. I tried mm. to walk on eggshells. And what I didn't want to happen happened anyway. Right. Like I was in it. I was in marriage till death do us part. And right. That's one mindset that's kind of changed Mm. in me. Mm -hmm. I admire your honesty. Like, I admire this journey. I've watched you on this journey and listened to you on this journey. And you're not the only one on this journey. And I think it's beautiful that you're willing to share because so many women are going to hear this and be like, oh, my God, that's me. (laughs) 
And just to give people hope, you know what I mean? Like that no matter what you do, Mm -hmm. whether you're running a business, whether your marriage falls apart, whether you get back together, Mm -hmm. whether you find yourself or not or whatever the case, stories like this need to be told because everyone thinks they're alone until they hear someone else's story. Definitely. You know, so I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you. And it's been lovely having you. Please tell people (laughs) where they can find you and your beautiful photography and where they can hire you, too, because, yes, (laughs) spend the cash. (laughs) Support small businesses. (laughs) Support black women in business. Yes, yes, yes. I can be found on Instagram. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Well, a lot of my free time. Mm -hmm. Um marketing there and showing you my work and a little bit of my life too my personal account is mixed in with my business account Mm -hmm. and it's at erica lane photo so that's e-r-i-k-a-l-a-y-n-e-p-h-o-t-o okay and your website's the same right erica lane no it's ericalane.com okay yep Cool. Well, that's in the link in the Instagram bio. Exactly. So make sure you guys head over and check out her work. And thank you again for coming. Thank you, Alex. Hey Girl is a member of the District Productive Network. Produced by Jamie Benson and me, Alex L. Music provided by DC's own Kokai. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.